0: Sizoko finally waited. Erickson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Mora. And belted into the lip. brilliant goal.
3: On debut. Tongue on has scored the equalizer for Spurs.
0: Lucas Mora clips it. Oh great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived
3: in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Aurier!
1: What a finish for 3-2 from Serge
0: Aurier!
1: First hand get to Solon, Kane. Good area for Spurs. Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow! What a goal, Hurricane! That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley backline. Tom breaks forward. Oh wow! What a run, son from inside his own half has scored one of the best
3: goals of his Spurs career.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to a stack. Touchline Hotspur podcast this week in association with Touchline Fracker. Fronted by the new Spurs order, I'll be your host, Owen aka X-PAC, and I'll be flanked by Tobes. How you doing, man?
2: I'm good, man. I forgot to put on my... my um. My tag name. Let me let me change it to Goldberg real quick. Sorry, you know, <laughs> juggling, juggling multiple yep. content. Do you get what I'm saying? Sometimes it's Tapinto, sometimes it's Goldberg. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 change that. Let's change that real quick. I'm good, man.
1: Good, good, good. Era, how's it going, man?
4: I'm good, man. Let me not like I can't even remember who I was. <laughs> <laughs> I completely anyone. forgot, bro. Probably five times, five
3: times. <laughs> uh, we need to sort that out still.
1: Speaking <laughs> of, we got Scott Hall there, man. How you doing from HQ? Right,
3: they didn't know I was in the building, bro. Obviously, I just skirted around the corner real quick. I had to beat up some man backstage, but I'm here. <laughs> you arrived
1: so... right from the black limo as well, yeah.
3: Hey, don't, don't worry about that. We can't see too much from HQ. You know what time it is. <laughs>
1: and we have a special guest today. We got Asa from Touchlines and Touchdowns from the West Coast. How you doing, bro?
0: Doing good. I I, I think I'm gonna like I'm gonna claim Luchasaurus you know from aew i know it's like it's like way different way not like not even really all that related but it's like sort of related so it's fine don't worry about it
1: it's all good it it works, first order works. aew both new waves so it works
3: it definitely I mean... does
1: but yeah uh mm-hmm. we are fresh off act like for once uh, for what feels like a really really long time off a uh, nice little w on the weekend at home to Aston Villa. Um, safe to say none of us were that confident going into the match, but it ended up being quite a comfortable performance. Um, hey, so what were your thoughts initially just like on the kind of the lineup and the first half performance? Take me through it, man.
0: Yeah, so I I mean, I've, and Tobes and I have I've talked about this for what feels like months, but this this lineup this team was built to be a 4231 team you know double pivot with with fullbacks that get forward and we spent what like felt like 2 months trying to dick, dick around with a 433 um and it didn't work so i when when i saw you know hoybier and and uh, and skip out there with with A in front of them instead of Delhi, which we'll get to in in a moment i'm sure um, I was encouraged you know, and I, and I thought that this was, this was the type of thing that could work. Also not seeing Doherty out there made me smile. Like I, I don't have anything against the man specifically, but, um, you know, having a right back who doesn't make me want to tear my hair out feels pretty great. Uh, that was fun. Um, so I, I, I thought that the lineup made sense for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, having, having that sort of setup and then, you know, I, it's, it's, it's weird to say, but I I wasn't angry in the first half and it feels like the entirety of the Nuno era so far has been a first half that pisses me off. And then you just sort of ride it out one way or the other, either it gets worse or it doesn't. But, um, I, you know, I, I thought Emerson, you know, I, I said, not seeing Doherty in the lineup made me happy, but I thought Emerson played well. I thought he played really well. And I've, I've been less excited about him as others, just because I, sort of had an agenda against him when he was at Barcelona because of my Americanness. And he was competing with Sergio Dest over there, but I've, mm. I, I was impressed. And, and I think that that having him sort of be able to lock down that right back spot, you know, it, it makes me less concerned about the future of this team, you know, at least until the next transfer window, because Doherty was not the answer and Tanganga, you know, He's not—he's not, he's not a, a plus going forward, in my view.
1: That's true. Um, yeah, I was buoyed by Aston Villa's lineup as well. Like, really, truly, I didn't realize they had so many players missing. Uh, they started to not start uh, Bundia for whatever reason. Leon uh, Bailey, I guess, must have been injured. So when I saw the lineups on paper and I saw the shape that we um, lined up with and what we've been calling for for weeks and months. I was actually quite buoyed and I was looking at it on paper like, okay, Emerson Royal doesn't actually have to come up against an out and out winner, uh, a winger. Hamid I mean, Field looks much more balanced. And um, we then really and truly give Andombalay that platform to to try and be at his creative best. But so, so you were at the game. Um, so what you said, Acer as well, that reminded me of a little stat like, Nuno's teams pretty much only scoring like 2% of their first halves. So a good start against what is still going to be tough opposition. It was was vital. But how would you feel like it went? And Dombalay in particular, given his platform to shine, he's got some uh, minutes under the back team match fit. But how do you think he um, did and how did Spurs do overall in that first half?
2: um i'm actually gonna disagree slightly with ace on this uh, not in a sense of, of the feeling that we get with spurs watching them in the first half but <clears throat> i didn't <clears throat> i didn't watch that first half and, and think <clears throat> i'm impressed with this team i still saw much of the same that i've seen in other matches passing sloppy can't really build up play um <clears throat> can't really stretch the opposition can't really dislodge Aston Villa's shape Um, but I think we had something like six attempts in the first half Um, what I really liked about the first half was towards the end of it Romero and Emerson started really like showing their quality sorry I got something stuck in my throat I don't know what the hell this is (laughs) no homo (laughs) (laughs) I had to pause I had to pause there Um, but yeah I I think we saw, like, the two players that I'm sure we'll speak on a lot during this pod, like, growing into their role and, like, justifying why they should have started in the first place. Um, But, yeah, Hoybier took his goal really well. But, yeah, I just wasn't really impressed in the first half. I think the second half impressed me way more than the first half, because at least in the second half, we actually created, like, a lot of meaningful chances. that we could have put that game out of sight like glaring chances, Harry Kane bearing down on goal, Son bearing down on goal. Um, like on another day, we're giving Aston Villa like three, four goals. Um, so I really like that about the second half uh, in comparison to the first half. First half was just us, it was more of what I've been used to this season. We were ultra clinical with, uh, with probably like our, our sort of only opening on goal and it's not even a clear cut chance and then we sort of, like stumble into 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 half time. Um on Indom, I must admit, that was like he's my guy. You lot know he's my guy, but that was a terrible, terrible performance for me, from him. And it comes off the back of another terrible performance against Arsenal last week. And when he's playing like this, it's very, very hard to defend him. Like we all know he should be starting week in, week out. My view on that hasn't changed even after the two stinkers but it's just so hard to defend this guy when everything that people say about him he he does his best to try and live up to it in when he when he's playing as badly as he as he did against um against Villa like his touch his passing was off um the few times we would get the ball to him in good positions he wouldn't do something good with it it was just like you can tell when ndom is having a bad game because his quality when he's having a good game is so obvious like you can clearly see what he's doing on the pitch, and when he's having a poor game, oh my god, it is bad. It's mm. bad. But I just, I just want us to keep the faith and um, take stock in the fact that that performance as a whole was probably the most encouraging performance since Man City that we've had this season against semi-decent opposition, and we just need to stick with that formula. Like even if Indun played bad, just stick with that formula because you know that's him having a bad game. He can get better and. Furthermore, the team played better when certain yeah. dons were out of it.
4: Agreed, agreed. That's that's one thing I wanted to touch on. Like, I fully agree that um, and he's not looking like he's not looking his best. He's not looking like the Ndombele that we want. But I do think that playing him further up the pitch, like in that number ten position, it made the the rest of the team look better than we've seen in recent games. Um, boy, um, I will say, um, Javier I don't know. I prefer how be playing in this role than I do um when he's playing sort of like that the, the more sort of I guess free role alongside Deli Alli and Skip. I prefer <laughs> it when he's um sitting back like as part of a, a double pivot, I guess. Um I thought that uh well I thought um in the second half I thought Brian Gill looked good. I thought Le Lo looked decent for Le which again is not it's not particularly great, but I thought he I looked agree. decent for the also. Um and do you know what I mean? Like you, you, we had son there who was obviously the star of the show. And then um we've got we've got a certain Mr Um Harold, I believe his name is Mook of Kane. But my <laughs> guy yeah, we, 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 we'll let you guys know later. But I mean, what can I say about his performance, man? Like he he won't be happy with it. Um, I'm not necessarily happy with it, um, and I just think it's—it's it's like at the moment it's just looking like boy Newcastle. You might as well put your bidding. Car, <laughs> 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 it's looking crazy right now, man. I heard they got 190 to spend. So I don't know. They might as well just put that on Kane and Winks. Might as well try Ali in there as well.
1: Man, that sounds like a good deal. But yeah, like the first half, I think for me as well, like when you can turn, turn around and say that Ndombele wasn't at his best, Kane wasn't at his best, I was encouraged as well. Like I thought it would have been a hard, uh, a real hard ask for us to go completely 360 and be able to keep the ball and create chances against a team like Villa, even though they weren't at their best either. Um, but yeah, like I was impressed by how we actually managed to keep possession, at least. Um, my only criticism of the first half, really was when it was 1-0 when it was the last 10 minutes of the first half and we had opening after opening especially on transition, even Kane and Son at one point were 2-2 two two and we managed to screw it up. Had they been at their sharpest or their best we could have been 2-0, 3-0 nil, nil up by the end of the first half so the fact that we didn't get a kill off the game then would have been my main criticism but again it would have been a hard ask for us to go completely 360 from the performances we had in the few weeks prior um, the second half didn't start off that great. Obviously, we conceded. <laughs> but, man, <laughs> I see Andombele's getting rinsed in the comments
2: there.
1: <laughs> almost with cheek. God. <laughs> All I was going to say there was I was pleased with our reaction to conceding. And still still playing playing for, and now apparently he's uh, being compared to a poor man's Loftus Cheek. This must be a Chelsea fan in here.
4: Can I I ask a question though? Can I ask a question, you guys here? Like I know Ndombélé is an 8 and not a ten. But
1: in this
4: squad, like who would you rather play ten than Ndombélé?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's his best role personally, but I wouldn't play anyone else because I don't think Ndombélé playing there is necessarily putting a square peg in a round hole at the same time. So still for me. I'd given him Dombele a few more games. If not, then I would probably try out La Celso. Yeah, if he continues, I, putting in good cameos.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I think La Celso's stock has burnt dramatically with me. So he's going to have to do a madness to get back into my good books. But um, I actually agree with Era And I never used to think it um, before. I always used to argue, no, he's an eight. And I still think he's an eight. But when we play him as an eight in a 4 2 three, one the team are just so out of sync like defensively it's it's a black hole like he just can't play that position he hasn't got the the legs or the physical attributes to play that position so if we're going to play a 4-3-3 three, three, he has to be a, a free roll or if we're going to play a 4-2-3-1 he has to play in the most advanced at uh, the midfield we can't have him in the double pivot because it just doesn't work so Yes, it's not his optimal position, but he can still do a job there for us right now, and I'll be happy with that. I'll take that over mm. and there. Uh, I'll take that over La Celso there. What I was before
1: thinking I forget, that. before I forget, I okay, said so we will get to that. But Yao, are you uh, are you still done with Hoybia? after what I thought was a pretty uh, pretty good performance from him?
3: I think I should start this off by saying, no matter what happens this season, Nuno needs to get sacked. I don't care if he wins trophies. <laughs> I don't care if he gets top six. I couldn't care if he buys a house in Tottenham. He has to go. That—that's point number one. Point number two. Yes, I'm still done with Hoiberg. Not to prove it otherwise. A simple passing of the ball into the back of the net does not get you back in my good books. I need silverware. Yeah. So Hoiberg, you're at the top of the stairs. You know what that means. It means come on
1: down, brother. I
3: as for none other than Muckers, Muckers Harold Harold Oh, yeah?
1: he doesn't escape.
3: That guy is on thin ice. He's already halfway down the stairs, but the ice is black, so he cannot see where he's stepping. He's slipping everywhere. I'm telling you now. I don't care what Newcastle pay, but pay them M's. Take him, yeah. Let him be your Shearer, yeah. I don't give a flying crap. Take him. Because I don't see Newcastle spending any more than what some may consider to be ridiculous. Now, is, is the Mook declining? I don't know. I, I can't answer that. Only the Mook can answer that himself. He'll be back. But he man. will not get his name back. Yeah, He'll be back. He won't get a letter of his name back till he scores a goal. Right now, he's on Nimbua. So that's why he hasn't got his letters back. But when he does get some goals in the Premier League, I might consider giving his... Uh, <laughs> Alphabets back to make his name, but one guy I will say, I never, and I mean the words never want to see this guy touch the field again. Is Delhi? I don't like my father, Ali. That
2: guy <laughs> never <laughs>
3: touch <this> field again.
4: Useless <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Beautiful. laughs> git. I never want to
2: see that guy again.
3: Never. Never. Asa, <laughs> hey, so how
2: many months? How many uh, months
0: was I saying this about this guy, bro? All right. Thinks- so I, I I spent a long time this summer talking, you know, Deli Alley. He's got Alley season. He's coming back. He's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. The man is washed. Send send him on a free to <laughs> Manchester City. They want I He's got some work to do there, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: this is dangerous alleged. stuff. I'm this just is saying. dangerous stuff, bro. <laughs> hey, Ali, listen. Yeah. There's some things men can't do in life. Yeah. But when it comes to football, man has to learn from Zaha. Zaha smashed David Moy's daughter. He didn't play for Manchester United again. The guy got washed. Yeah. Now Deli Alli's out here doing boo-hoo with freaking Pep's daughter. And he, and Pep's about to retire from Man City. What, what do you think Pep's gonna do with his time? He's gonna hunt you down, bruv. Yeah. Now I know <laughs> Pep's not a fighter. He might he might dance with you. We've seen the video of Pep skanking, you know, all of that, all of that little salsa, all of that little stuff. He might dance with you and you might like that style and stuff. But listen, I've sold Deli Alli on on eFootball. I've sold him on on FIFA. I've sold him on on FM Manager. Sold him on Chat manager, yeah. I even bought this is football just to buy him and sell him. So every single computer console game he is not on the Spurs team, yeah. That guy has to go from yesterday, yeah. I can't believe how crack he is. Cuz I went to the game that um the 5-1 against uh, uh Lucas Moura.
2: Oh, uh, my I went
3: to that Fuck and um hell. Ali, look, you can stink on TV, yeah? But um, when you stink in real life, people mean that's wow. when you stink like dog crap, yeah? If you stink in real life, fact I can smell you from the stands, that means you are stinking, you haven't <laughs> washed, you haven't used no deodorant. And that's how he <laughs> smelt on that day, like a pile of horse turd. And he looks like a horse. He's absolutely useless. Get him out of my club. I don't <laughs> want him here no more.
2: You know, you know what's crazy about that that game as well, yeah. And, and I don't really want to spend. I know because we spoke about it already, but my word, the performance was horrible. And he scored. He scored a penalty. A captain in the team against the fifth best team in Slovenia, lads. <laughs> the fifth best team in Slovenia, and he stunk. My goodness, he reeked. Fucking hell! I felt so sorry for Dane Scarlett because every single time this guy got the ball, Ali got the ball. You know, you're not gonna get it. You ain't getting that ball. He ain't feeding you fruit. Terrible, terrible.
0: Like Deli gets God. the ball, and and Dane, Dane's judge just put his head down to be like, "All right, I guess I'm gonna go back on defense now because nothing good's <laughs> yeah. happening going forward." Thanks. <laughs> um, but going going back to the to the to the question about Enzombela. He's an eight, but we don't have another eight to play with him in a 4-3-3. Three, three. So we don't have a he... good
3: enough eight to play with him. See, the problem I mean... is, if, if you're going to play him in an eight, you need, wow, you probably need a Pogba beside him. And I'm, I'm, what I mean by that is, like, he would look so sick in that United team, the current United team, yeah, if, say, United had, I'm trying to think who their best DM is. I can't because Fred is not Brazilian. He's he's from Bolivia. He that guy is, <laughs> is he's been killing and living. But if you had Endom, okay, take the French squad for instance. Yeah, so here he had Endombele beside Pogba with Kante as the as the sitter. Oh my god, how are you getting the ball? How are you getting the ball? You have got two guys whose ball retention is the best probably in world football today. Let's be honest. When Pogba turns up. And he's like, "Bomb! you're not getting this ball off me. You're not getting the ball off. And then Dombele has
4: that-esque
3: ability, yeah? I just see somebody in the comments saying, we need Kessie. We need God, OK? <laughs> like, we need Jesus. Yeah? It's, not, it's not just Kessie. We need, we need a lot of divine intervention. Because, and Dombele, look, I saw and So I I missed the first half and I will caught the last half an hour of the, the second half. And there was one run that Ndombele was making. And I was like, Lord have mercy. At what point during the summer did he go under the knife? Because he did not have... There was a lot in that truck, And I'm like, big man, just wear bigger shorts. We don't need to see that. <laughs> we don't need to see that. I don't understand what is... He's got a lot holding him back. So when we see him running and we see him tired and all that kind of stuff, it's because Ndombele, he's suffering. He's suffering back there, bro. Yeah? And this is annoying because we don't know if he's an 8 or a 10. The truth of the matter is he is an 8. Legit. Yeah? He's actually an 8. But we need to play him in a free role. We actually need to say, do whatever you want to do on that pitch for 80 or 70 minutes because you can't go past it, 70 minutes. Man struggles in it. But for 70 minutes, do whatever you But we need to build a team in the sense where the players know that, all right, fine. He's not going to fill that space. I need to go fill that space. That's how you work a team. You build a team. Our team right now is built between a hybrid of Harry Kane in his prime years and Delhi Ali in his first two years. And both of them, as it stands right now, as we speak, are stinking. So that's why we stink. Because our team was built around that ethos. And the player that made it work, we sold to Inter. I mean, get off this
2: horse.
1: Get off in this four-two-three-one, can ondombele play as a six?
2: No. Hell no, no, <laughs> no! You can't no do no. it. I thought my feet. This is FIFA. He actually can't. He can't do it.
1: No, I think he can, just not underutilized. Tra- yeah, not I'm, on the I'm new can't he can't play for a bit in that system.
3: He can't play a six for Noti. He can't play a six for City. Did you not see the man runs leaning forward? Do you know what that means? That means, it means he's up. running Back. You don't
4: run. He double teamed up on the Thursday afternoon, bro.
2: <laughs> my thing with him as well is like Hoybeer is not um again Hoybia he did a he did a he started off doing a really good job for us in DM first half of last season, then he fell away second half of the season, innit? Um I like Hoybia, I think he's a good player, man, but he's not someone who's gonna sit. He's not gonna sit. He ain't a sitter, he's a seek and destroy type player. <laughs> oh my god, these comments. He's a he's a seek and destroy player and he can and he can even move the ball as well, like he can pass the ball, but like if you have him and Indom sit if you have him and Indom as the two behind the ten, it's gonna be repeats of what we saw in the second half last season where there was a clear and glaring hole in our midfield. Not to say that the midfield dramatically improves when those when Indom is playing in the ten and stuff, because I still think we have midfield issues, but the better balance for the team would be Indom removed away from um playing the number six role or number eight role in a two when he has to do um, as much defensive work as he does um, offensive
0: work. I, I think that you can't play him on the same, and, and I know that he prefers it, but I don't think you can play him on the same side as Reguillon because both of them don't want to play defense for shit. So at, like the, the the right wing just opens up. So that, that's why I think that you can't play him as a six because I mean, if if you take out Hoy, if, if you if you push him back at the six and you take out Skip, then nobody's playing defense. And if you take out Hoibier, then you're losing one of the players who can do something, you know, positive occasionally. So, like, I don't, I don't see how you can play him as, as part, of a, part of a double pivot. Um, like I was saying, if there was another eight who could do it with him, then maybe it would work. You know, he could play that sort of free eight. The other one could play a more defensive eight. But I, I, I don't think that you can play a double pivot within Dombele back there because you're playing a si- single pivot just, you know, claiming you know a double.
2: You know what about what about um, like playing him? Because for me, how many? I don't think we've seen, and I know he didn't have a good game on Sunday. But I, how many times have we seen the four three three where it's been skip sitting, um, Hoybier as the as like the more defensive eight and indom- in the, as the free role? How many times have we seen that this season? I know it, it didn't bang against Arsenal, and they switched switched to a four two three one against um, against who's that team? Against Aston Villa. And then aside from that, I think we only saw it with Wolves. I want to say Wolves and maybe Wren. I think they, like, I, I would like to see that combination in a 4-3-3 more than I would in a 4-2-3-1 over the course of this season. But I just want to see that combination, of those combinations of midfielders play regularly for us this season. Any half-decent opposition or important game, I want to see those three play. I just don't
4: track away, man. Sorry, sorry to see it.
1: I I trust him you know, with Skip behind him, not by himself. Listen, by Skip him. is yeah.
3: our only DM. Yeah, we, we skip has to play there.
1: every game now. Bruh, yeah. This is crazy, yeah. He yeah, actually has to. I can't believe
2: we're saying that, but he actually has to. And he's not even skipping even levels like that, but we
1: actually need him to sit. Not yet. He can be, but...
2: Mm, can be,
3: yeah. we'll, see, we'll see. Yeah, he could be.
1: I've got Love Skip as well, he... Well, well, like and the Nuno, he's um, apparently, he's, uh, he did that interview, which I think it was The Athletic published, and he's basically like, okay, yeah, Nuno's giving me advice, he's improving me, but I just hope that advice isn't just his, his defensive actions, which were particularly good against Aston Villa, I have to say, like that clearance he done on Ings, which was practically an overhead kick in our own box, a lot of his tackles and interceptions were crucial. I just hope Nuno's encouraging him to come out and show in regards to carrying the ball, which he can do. His passing range is very good as well. I hope Nuno's encouraging that. I just don't think he is. But all I say is I hope he he is giving him that advice because he's more than capable. Like, he's got a higher ceiling than what Hojbjerg's current level of ability is. Hojbjerg's not at the ceiling, bro. He's halfway down the mm.
3: stairs. You, know <laughs> you know what time
2: it is. You know what time it is. Hoyvier, come on, let's let's cut Hoyvier some slack. We know he's not like elite. He's a he's a good midfielder, man. Well, why? Why my? I, I I Wait, watched the population here of every single player, every single
3: player in the league run past this guy. Every single player <laughs> in the league run past this guy. Do you know how many players are in the league for you to get run by? but what? Are you? A stripper with no piece? Come on. Stop that! It's mad. Hoybjerg is halfway down the steps. You boys know what that means, yeah? Listen, it come on <laughs>
4: down, bro. You know what it means. Listen, someone else, someone else needs to go under the lights, yeah? Because I don't think I'm I'm too far off if I say that Regulon was probably the worst on the pitch over the over the whole game. Nope. What against against Aston Villa? Oh, you're, I wrong. Villa. you're wrong. You're yeah, wrong. I, I think Ndombele
2: was worse. There was one that was even worse. You're wrong. There was nah, one that was even worse. The, the I mean, two two worse.
3: We found, found the person that beat man. up his brother. He was worse. He, he was, was worse. worse. He's he's I think Harry Harry Kane
1: Kade
2: and Ndombele were worse for me. I think mm-hmm. I think, think Regulon, I'm not going to lie, I think Regulon did... I, I think he did. I think that's probably the best defensively I've seen him since the Man City game, which probably isn't saying a lot because he's not really... He's been poor in 2021. Let's be real. He's been asked in 2021, the calendar year but i think defensively he he did his thing in the second half first half it was a little bit a little bit touch and go in the first like probably 15 20 minutes but i thought he did his defensive work diligently in the second half but you are right he is someone that definitely needs to be under the microscope in terms of his performances because i don't know what's happened to him going forward i don't really get yeah
4: yeah i don't
2: get the the, the, the vibe that he's gonna do something when he gets into the final third that I did when in his first couple of months like he just doesn't really provide.
0: I, I, I think. that's used, the problem. Yeah. The
4: problem. Yeah. Go on.
0: yeah, I mean, I was just yeah, gonna say I like I think say that, say that he, relies, that he relies, on his, relies on his on his speed so much speed that he so much. that that he he's not getting anywhere like he's he's trying to like run past everybody, but people have figured it out. So you play off you know a step off him, he's not gonna do anything. he's not gonna cut in really. So at a, at a certain point, like it's like okay, he's been figured out. He, I I feel like in the when he when he first arrived, people are, like didn't quite get his 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 foot speed, and now people are like okay, this is all he's gonna do. And and he's not a good enough defender to justify it. The problem is is that there's no other option. You know, like we talked about, skip can't can't come off the field. Like what Ben Davies? Is that is that is that the option? Oh, god. <laughs> That's Jesus what we're doing.
3: <laughs> so, like,
0: oh my god. So like so so it's the same thing where it's like okay like yeah. he's not great but like what else are we gonna do I mean set Seth, I no he, he, Ryan Suss yeah out. yeah right. <laughs> what, right.
2: Right. what was that what, what was that name that you just mentioned
3: listen, listen we we listen we, hey listen there is no way a suspect should be playing football yeah? if you're a suspect you should be in court. Or in jail, yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, hey, hey, That listen, he owes us money. That's fraud. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolute
2: fraud. I don't want yeah. to it, yeah. <laughs> no. it. It's so hard, it's so hard to defend Seth, man, because he's actually just a known entity in our team, man. He don't play, and the the few games he plays doesn't really convince. And we can't even make a case for him getting a run in the team because he's not he's not even fit, he's not even fit enough for us to give him a run in the team.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah. <laughs> that guy's another area
0: yeah, <laughs> which fact, brings us back to the to point that like me. you can't do anything because Regian doesn't have anybody challenging him like so like fine cool great I think
2: that's a problem in itself though
0: he's not got mm-hmm. anyone to challenge him
1: that's what I mean at he needs to get, get back team. into he needs to get back to fitness to at least look like he's going to challenge him whether he actually gets a run of games or not, then... He needs to get sold. It's... But then who do we buy? Anyone. Because <laughs> that's what What's I mean. We probably shouldn't have sold Dennis Shirkins so early. But... Yeah, I was thinking that. But so if Sunderland... I forget why we sold him.
3: We sold him to what? Where, where, where is he right
1: now? We might have a clause Sunderland. in, but he's at Sunderland. He's Game at games.
3: Sunderland. Career finished. <laughs> no, <me>. no. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sunderland.
3: Nah, what,
2: have what have we done, What
3: have we done? Now what? Rude. We sent this youth to Sunderland, and Newcastle <laughs> just got taken over. Oh my God! Wow. No, we're, no, we're a bad club. We're a very bad <laughs> club. We have no respect. We sent this youth to, to Sunderland. Matt, I don't think you man are taking on. Newcastle hates Sunderland. That owner is going to understand that this club needs to never come anywhere near us. If Sunderland <laughs> even look like they're making movements, that guy's going to buy that club and sell, sell all the good players and just let them do crap. Bruh, Sunderland are finished. We've killed this kid's career. In it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, before we move on, I just wanted to do a quick shout out to Human son for that game. I think he was objectively yeah. the best player on the pitch, By supreme. Him, we would have probably lost that game really and truly if he wasn't on it. He made Matty Cash look like an absolute schoolboy. So I had to give him oh, a shout man. out before we did move on. As for Enik out, okay. um, in the lead up to the side. game, um, the Tottenham Hotspur supporters trust did request a meeting with Enik and Levy to discuss the short-term and long-term plans that that was rejected and uh, Paratici then came out with an interview following the Aston Villa game when morale was kind of a little bit uh higher just to kind of say that the club is still committed working hard on the long-term plan and asked for the fans support really truly should the uh, should the board have accepted the supporters trust meeting
3: no, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I
1: and know you're gonna say okay. know your role.
3: No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no, they should know their role and they should shut their mouths. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, mate. Hey. Yeah. That supporters trust. Let me let me let me break this down. Hey, sir. We 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 welcome you to the NSO. Uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> let, let me make this clear for the supporters trust. I don't support you, man. Yeah. You are legacy fans. You're not nah, no football. You're the kind of people that will say Harry Winks bar Owen, because we know Owen has stocks in Winks, so it's cool. Like mm-hmm.
4: You can allow him.
3: But you, man, would definitely make a case for Winks starting every single week. So let me <laughs> say this about the supporters' trust. You didn't even throw a good enough protest at the ESO. You went and had a concert. Then you made a video that looked like it was an appeal for no racimo instead of telling the board that you were pissed off i saw children in the video saying
1: i, I want my club back
3: i saw old men saying i want my club back so old women saying i want my club back you man had lost my respect that same week united fans went and stormed the pitch had penalty kickoffs freaking done overhead kicks celebrated in an empty stand that's a real protest so as far as i'm concerned The supporters' trust. This is the only time I'm going to support Levy, by the way. I want Levy to take a bucket of water, mix it with some of his own turd, add some piss on top of that, head down to a meeting with the supporters' trust, and dash it all over their faces. (laughs) Because them, man, don't deserve an ounce of respect. You mean to tell me you request a meeting with the board, and they rejected you, and all you're doing is being silent? I don't. I don't see no graffiti on the stadium. I don't see eggs, toilet roll. I don't see nothing. I want to see anger. That's what I want to see. You see, the thing is, with us, man, talking on this podcast, we're not holding no bombs. I don't hold no favorites no more. My favorite player to play for Spurs in the most recent years was Van der Vaart. He came over for 18 months. Showed true passion. Was quality. Didn't play every single game, but I loved it. it fantastic. In recent years. People expect me to get behind the likes of Dyer because he ran into the stadium, fricking stands, couldn't even find his brother's perpetrator and then came downstairs saying, what, what do you want, bruv? Shut up, you're chief, yeah? Listen, hear what I'm saying. Them supporters or the supporters' trust, they don't have enough of a backbone to get the board to accept any sort of proposal from them. I saw the dossier that they put in the summer. What have the board done to even appease any of that? Nothing.
1: The board don't That's respect dead. you. Before I forget as well, wasn't there supposed to be a protest on Sunday before the Aston Villa game? Does anyone know if that happened?
2: I was late, so I couldn't make it. I, I, can, I can answer that. <laughs> I didn't when say anything well. when I was there. <laughs> I, I can answer it for Togs.
3: I know Togs was late, but I can answer it for because I can I can actually see the stadium from where I was. Don't worry where I was at that day. But I can answer. Yeah? What, what do you mean don't by that? Hey, hey Togs, don't, don't worry about where I was. What do you mean by I'm, that? I'm around, I'm around. Like, don't, don't <laughs> hey, don't, Hey, don't worry about me. I'm around. Yeah. There was no (laughs) protest. Yeah. There was none. So it was just all smoke in the wind. That's all it was. Listen, these fans, the supporters trust, if they want the board to take them serious, they have to make a lot of noise. And the noise that they're making right now ain't enough. It ain't cutting it. The board ain't going to listen. It's all about money for this board right now. They're making money. So they don't really care about what happens on the pitch. We, the fans, have to make him care about what happens on the pitch, otherwise, we're just going to be suffering like the Newcastle
4: fans. Bro, leave you showing him the same, showing them the same respect that he showed Harry Kane's brother. Literally <laughs> nothing, bro. <laughs> <though>. Listen, Harry Kane's <laughs> brother's,
3: just, brother's <laughs> only client was his brother, and his brother sacked him. Your life <laughs> means <laughs> absolutely zero.
1: <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> this is the thing, like, I. I kind of like a little bit of respect that they've actually gone to the board and they're trying to sentimentally stab their necks a little bit and they should probably continue doing that but they need a refresh because yeah. like in the wise words of guests like who's on the panel because i can only see familiar faces the board don't respect anyone on that supporters trust panel we've seen it with the super league we've seen it with this latest rejection of a request for a meeting and uh, Tops is in the comments asking, what a few fans have been asking, where's the fan that they asked for on the board? He's he's actually in the stream, um, about to hop on another stream, but in the form of Goldberg. Could probably uh, <laughs> mix it up on that panel. But it doesn't sound like I, find, I haven't heard any noise from the club or even from the supporters' trust as to what the progress is with this supposed fan being on the, pa- or on the board and having a, a fan vote as well. So, yeah, it's it's weird.
0: It's a, it's yeah. It's like,
2: go on, I'm, go on, Esau, You go first.
0: I was what I, what I was going to say is is I thought that the most interesting part about it is that it, it the, the the decision not to have a meeting. The reason to do that is to undermine the supporters' trust as a representative of the fan base because it's super easy to have a meeting. You go in, you say, "Yep, we're going to definitely look into all of those things," and then you just do what you want. Like it costs nothing. I mean, it's it's an hour of Daniel Levy's life, and he he can go there. He can sing songs in his head and then go about his day. The fact that he didn't take the meeting is is a middle finger to the supporters' trust and saying like, look, you you're not a legit re- representative of the fan base. We don't care what you think, and we're gonna go about our lives. I agree. So like that was the most interesting part about it.
2: I agree, but th- this is why I think it's a it's a bit of a fucked up situation for <laughs> the Spurs fans who who. don't like the trust and also want affirmative action from the owners because it's like the trust have have shown themselves to be buffoons a lot of the time they don't really stick to the topic at hand and they don't put forward the points that we as a fan base, want um to be discussed with the the right people when when they actually have when they're in a position to do so Case in point being the last time they spoke. Do you remember the, the dossier? No, that
1: about? no footballing issues. Just, Bro,
2: about- just talking about, oh, our, the, 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 the and, oh our, we won our club. Shut up. Talk talk about how bad this club have been for two years and what they're going to do to address the decline. So it's annoying that they're the ones who represent us. But at the same time, they need to put pressure on, on this board because this board tell us one thing and they do another thing. We, t- we were told that we're going to go back to attacking front footed football, et cetera, yet we've seen nothing of the sort this season. Everything they say, they contradict, and someone needs to hold them accountable. But unfortunately for us, we have an inconsistent trust as the only people who can genuinely get these guys into a room and talk. So it's a lose-lose situation for us.
4: Yeah. I'll,
2: it's I'll a was lose-lose situation in
3: because Enoch is basically Konami. Yeah. So, for all you gamers that know what I'm talking about, Konami do the same thing. They promise you one thing, they lie all day. And that's what Enoch is, yeah? Enoch told us we're going to go back to the Tottenham way. Mind you, I object to that because the Tottenham way is full of heartache. I'm not interested in that. But they promised us the Tottenham way and they lied, yeah? They promised us that. I mean, the only thing that they stuck to was Harry Kane ain't going. Or should I say the Mock ain't going, yeah? But... Yeah, we kept the up, and we didn't even buy any striker to, like, make him realise we don't really need you like that. So now it looks like we do really need him like that, yeah? And we're we'll stuck with him. Thanks. Thanks a bunch.
4: Well, I'm, I'm worried that they found another guy in Paratici as well. That's just going to be a mouthpiece for their vision. Because when I was listening to the little interview he put out, like, I just saw it as like he was indirecting fucking Jack He's just telling you know, like when Jack was saying there's nothing to be positive about. He's just basically, if like he made that interview, just speaking directly to Jack saying, We gotta remain positive, da-da-da. Even if we do nothing, even if all we bought is is guilt and things, we have to be positive. Like there's nothing to be positive about. That's the problem. The problem is there's absolutely nothing. Like from now to January, I'm not in any rush to watch any game. And that's that's just honesty. If I'm going to watch a game, it's going to be because of how I feel on the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, how many mm. times have, have we been speaking about tickets and, and all of these things? And I'm just like, boy, I've got stuff to do. I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying to ruin my weekend like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, you said it best, man. Like, I'm hey. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much mm. ready for him to leave. Like, I know I haven't really given him a chance, but I'm, uh, I just don't see where this is going. I really don't. Listen.
3: This is going to sound mad, yeah? So, I need people to understand this. Luno could win the FA Cup. I still want him sacked. I do not want him, yeah? I want him gone, yeah? And we could win the Premier League in the next five years. Obviously, it's not going to happen. So, for all you in the comments that are like, oh, yeah, this chatting nonsense. Shut up. (laughs) It's not going to happen, yeah? I'm just making a hypothesis, yeah? We could win the Premier League in five years. I still want Enid gone. There are certain things that just have to leave my life. Two things right now. In it, no, no. Go. After that, Delhi, I do not respect Delhi. my father, Ali, needs <laughs> to dissolve as a human being. That what to
1: <laughs> Well, say no more. Say no more. Well, it could all be a big shake up soon. Um, because. I mean, really, truly, really, there's going to be a lot of things kicked off. Obviously, Newcastle got taken over today, and they've got a big uh, injection of money coming in. They're going to look to spend hundreds of millions. But I think that's going to, I think that's going to give a lot of the teams in this um, ESL lawsuit a kick up the arse to get that going as well. Because really, at this point, no one can keep up with Newcastle's spending power." Um, I don't know how much they're going to be able to spend. Uh, depending on how relaxed FFP rules are, but it's going to look to be probably at least three hundred billion.
2: They said um, a hundred, and so they they've been in profit the past like two or three years, and I think you're you're allowed to make a loss of what like a hundred million or something like that. Um, so <clears throat> I, I read an article today and it said that they could basically go out and blow just under two hundred million um, next summer, and it would be fine
1: there you go or January January. even
2: yeah or January yeah yeah (laughs) bruv
1: like this they're gonna go high like I suppose gonna be prime for a takeover or I mean could the Super League even come in and save us because I know we've had some objectives to the Super League initially but but really and truly if we're not gonna fall behind Newcastle we actually need it
2: yeah we do I mean, Owen, I mean not Owen, so Eric, you 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 quote tweeted it on um today when the touchline touchline will mention it. And I actually agreed you because in my head I'm looking at it, I'm like, Spurs definitely have the infrastructure in place for like a takeover. Like you got the shiny new stadium, you got the shiny training ground, your your books are green as grass, like this they've been making money for years. Like even when we've got this massive debt over us, we post record numbers in terms of like our revenue, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Everything looks attractive towards a, like a, a mega investment. I don't know. What's, what's your take? Well, I know your ah, take.
4: I, I 100% agree. And I also think, I, I think it was Dan making the comment. I'm not sure, but um, you were saying how some of these investors, they like want to go into an area and almost give that area to the, the football team success that they crave. So that the the area can sort of like um I don't know like what is that it's like 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 support them as well like they can they can feel supported they can feel like they brought that that joy or those that that prestige to the area and I feel like Tottenham is an area where you can do that like there is space for somebody to come in and and bring us that that dynasty or do what Man City did have that shape that um that that dynasty man that era that new era of of, of <laughs> Of football dominance, and and I think that's what Spurs are lacking right now. Like we have every, we have all of the position, we have, um, we even have a blank slate for being able to build the team. It's not like we have, um, we're not in a situation like, say, I don't know, like a, a Liverpool, where Liverpool, they if they if they get taken over at the moment, they've got all of these players on big wages and everything like that. I don't really think we're in that situation at the moment. We've got an aging squad. We've got people that we should be getting rid of. Like, we just need to not be giving people new contracts and we need to be dealing with the situation as and when it comes. That they're, they're, they're a pro- there's probably I mean, one I think, player I think the thing that is, I is that keep there's... and we already have him. It's fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I think the, the, the sort of the situation in, in terms of like taking over the club or, or if there's going to be some sort of massive investment. The problem with, with the Tottenham situation is that like, if you look at if you look at Newcastle, they're I mean people were talking about oh Newcastle's back they 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 were never here like they're not a thing. Man City prior to to the massive investment it wasn't a thing. PSG prior to the investment wasn't a thing. So if you look at the the sort of the the consistency here, there's no there's no history, and so you can sort of remake a club however you want. And I think I think with Tottenham the problem with Tottenham for, from an investment standpoint, I mean someone in the comments was talking about an American will come in and do it. I mean, maybe I don't have 3.5 billion, but if I did, I would. Um, but the problem is, is that like, if you're coming from, if, if we're talking about like these, these sovereign wealth funds, you know, Saudi, Qatari, uh, Emirati, wh- why do they want a, an established fan base with a massive stadium when they can just do it themselves? You know? So I think, I think that that's why there's, there's probably some drawback because Lewis and, and, Enoch, aren't going to take less than 3 billion and I think Newcastle went for what 300 300 million. I mean, that can't get you an NBA team. So if you're an American, you know, like the if you're going to come over here or if you're one of these sovereign wealth funds, it's a significantly larger investment into Tottenham than it would be for, you know, Sunderland or whoever.
3: Yeah, mm. I, I think on, on top of that, the biggest problem we actually have as much as we have the infrastructure going forward and, you know, we have the new stadium, the new facilities, we have everything in place in terms of the structure and there's more to come. There is far more to come, like they're building hotels and apartments literally around the stadium, like it's going to become its own uh, bloody city. I think that's where actually our problem is. Our problem is because we're like on the outside, very shiny, what is there left for any investor to come and build? So with Man City, Man City were what I think they were in division one or or at least the championship when they got taken over.
0: Championship.
3: So they just come up to the Premier League, they got taken over, and they bought company, young company at this time, and they were playing company DM. This was when he like just come from Andele. You know, so like he was
2: now City were in the league. They were in the league. Yeah, yeah. So
3: they come. So that's what I'm saying. When they come to the league, they bought company and they bought quite a few players, but they still had players like Steven Island on the books and they were trying to get rid of him. But I, what I remember specifically about City is their, their stadium was the old... Um, Main road. No, no, no. The stadium that they took over was
2: the Commonwealth Games Stadium. Yeah, City-Manchester.
3: Yeah, yeah, so they, they, they basically got given a stadium. Yeah. So you now got owners coming in and thinking, bro, we're going to get this new stadium that we don't really have to pay for. It's already been made for us. Yeah, we, we, all we have to do is really change the infrastructure around the team. And the, the facilities and all that kind of stuff, we can do that over a ten-year period, and we'll be fine. We we'll just make profit every single year. Whereas with Spurs, you've already got that, so everything you're you're coming to buy is at top value. Like, I, I mean, it financially makes more sense to buy a Newcastle than it does to buy, a, say, a Spurs. And that's where I think our problem mm-hmm. is because now we're then
2: stuck with these assholes that we Not necessarily in- though because it, I, I like I. I Error mentioned it as well. Like some of these owners may relish coming into the club and, and giving something to the club that they just haven't had. And with Spurs, in our lifetime, it's been success. The club are starved of success. And I think all the infrastructure we have in place gives them the confidence that if they make that heavy investment, they know their money's safe. Because as you've seen with, with trajectory with Spurs, it's going up and up and up. The capacity to make more money at Spurs keeps increasing every year, Um, and I just think this is a money machine that's going to keep growing and growing. The Premier League, it's going to keep growing. So by default, if Spurs are meant to be one of the top seven or teams in the Premier League and are still in European competitions, etc., etc., they're going to keep growing as a business. So for me, their money's safe. So I'm retaining some small hope that someone out there looks at us and says yes commercially they're viable all they need is just that backing to make the team on the pitch better and then we are set that's what i'm praying for
1: this is the thing and same likewise because you've got to look at the playing squad as well when you're like taking into account investment like well if someone commented like joe lewis is 84 he's got to give it up eventually like i love how he's been part of this whole growth of the club for like 20 plus years just drinking unicorn blood staying alive and waiting for us to actually like sell so he can take his money but yeah you've got to look at newcastle sorry if you can hear vehicles struggling in the background but you've got to look at newcastle that they need to overhaul most of their playing squad whereas we're much closer to obviously challenging four bigger things and we've i mean with kane and son obviously you know, Kane's a bit of a look at the moment, but if we were spending to inspire him to stay, then he's he's going to re like, reperform. So with Kane and Son, we've got two of the top hitters in the league at the moment. I think all you really need for us to be challenging right up there again is two, three players, two or three top players, whereas Newcastle need a new team. So you've got to think about how much legwork has to be done in that area. So it kind of goes on to a question of, if Spurs were to get a takeover from a kind of owner from Saudi Arabia, or we get that that little package if the the Super League uh comes back, like how much would we really and truly need to do to be top challenges again? Open question.
0: Yeah, I mean not much. I mean like the I mean the the thing is is that it's like it's it's the problem with, with Newcastle is that there's nobody in that squad who can be a backup for a serious, for a serious contender. I mean, if you told me, if you told me that, that the, the backups, you know, to, to the starting right back was, was Emerson and the backup was reggian and the backup was Dyer, I mean, not Dyer, but you know, Romero or Rodon or whatever, I'd be like, eh, all right, fine, whatever. But the problem is that those are the starters. So like I think like the 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 delta between like where we are and where we need to be, isn't as large as like a as a Newcastle or whatever. But it I mean it's it's probably there's probably as far of a a gap between Spurs and City as between you know Newcastle and Spurs, which is its own problem.
4: Um, I I think I heard I heard recently that Yo Gotti bought a um, MLS team gotti is that true? Am I a guess? Because I was gonna say the uh, gap between us and Man City is about as big as the gap between us and the MLS teams that Gotti bought. That's how I see uh, it. Like I think there's, I feel like the gap, the gap is quite big right now. But I still feel like we can do it. I just feel like it takes a, it's gonna
0: take a big initial investment. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do need oh. to say that that MLS. I, you, you think that 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 MLS is at a level, and I promise you, it's below. I I, I live here. <laughs> it is. It's not good.
4: We're like, <laughs> when I'm hearing rappers are buying football teams, uh, I like, guess
0: that? Dude couldn't get on the field. For... <laughs> it's it's bad. But there's a lot of money to be made in MLS because it's a clothes system and the entire thing's a conspiracy racket. But whatever, it's fine.
1: <laughs> hey, so, how many players would you think we need to sign if we were to get taken over to say get in like top three challenge for the league?
4: Honest, honest her opinion, up. with no hyperbole. I think ten. I ten. would say nine. I would have said nine if Loris wasn't getting old, but I think ten. I think we need 10 new players. Son is the only one I think that we can keep as a starting lineup player in a squad that's going to be really challenging for a title. I don't think you're going to get away with it with less than that.
3: I would say, funnily enough, keep Romero, keep Skip, but have Skip come off the bench as, as a rotation. Um, keep Son, sell the hell out of every single person else. I never <laughs> want to see Dyer. Sanchez, and again. So, it'd probably be around seven or eight. The some yeah, of the it'd probably be the seven or eight goal. true starters and probably about three, three real, real contenders for the starting position. Uh, there's not many players I want to keep in this team because I've, I've had enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would say, I would say eight because I'm an optimist, but even that assumes that Gallini turns into what I think he will, but that's, that's yeah. hope. But, Ooh. yeah, eight, Seven, eight,
1: nine, a lot. <laughs> For the short term, yeah, I'd say five, but that includes a manager, um, so a bit of progressive manager, and um, so we've had to say goodbye to Acer and Tops, um, and Top. Sorry, Tops has got another stream. Acer's got a busy schedule. Uh, it's during the day some him, so we've said goodbye to them. Um, but yeah, a more progressive manager. And then four players. I've got a few names in mind. I said, like an Ishmael Asar. I feel like if we were going to play like a four three three and Kane is that determined to keep on dropping deep, at least give him someone competent on the right hand side that can be penetrative and score goals and attack spacing behind and essentially just not run into players when he's dribbling. That would be cool. Um, a creative centre midfielder who can well, Potentially play the box to box role as well. I see Frank Hesse doing a lot. I know we're going to be in competition with Newcastle for him now when we we'll get blown out of the water. But he'd be a name if we were to ever get taken over by some miracle uh, centre back. And um, is that three players? <laughs> like improving that? Uh, I guess a backup striker would be needed. So yeah, uh, another forward, right winger, creative centre mids, centre back. New manager, and I think we're minimum challenging for the league. I still don't think it's as uphill a task as made out to be. I feel like we've got a decent young squad, but I I just don't see us investing that kind of money anytime soon unless, again, we have some major sugar daddy come into our lives.
4: (laughs) Agreed. I think yeah, <laughs> it's it's um it's stress because I think like you said it's, it's going to be more than just buying players as well. It's, it's the new manager. It's going to be the way that they want to play, and it's going to be implementing that into a system of players too. So it's going to take some time as well, and it's just not ideal, man. It's really not ideal. I feel like we're going to waste funds this year if we don't sort this situation
1: out asap. Well, we can already hope and pray. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> that goes on to this comment we've got here, like of uh, players we could potentially sign. rumor, probably unrealistic because he's just signed for PSG. lampty, yes. Romero, yeah, he's already there. Squinia, Yao, welcome him in. I'm sure you will. Goosens, I believe that's meant to say. Hasimouar, I'm not sure. Um, we got Pape Matassar, who's probably going to come in and be better than us straight off the bat. But as it stands, I'd still have him. Ishmael Assar has to be done. Jeremy Doku. Yeah, I'll probably have him over Bergfine at the moment if Bergfine's not performing soon. And Vlahovic not signing a new contract with uh, Fiorentina. We need to at least be sniffing. Um, no. uh, I don't know if you guys had any other names. We should potentially no, go because I don't think they're going to happen, so yeah, Newcastle is going to blow us out of be- the water, Right. But yeah, Newcastle will be in our next game. We're going to touch up on that more next week. Uh, we we're going to do a little preview, but really, truly, really, we've got this international football debacle going on at the moment with very little clarity. But it looks like we're going to be missing Romero, Sanchez, uh, La Celso and Emerson. But, Again, we'll be uh, back next week for that preview. As for now, here I y'all. Yeah, thank you for joining me tonight. It's been wonderful. So, okay. to okay, yeah. thank you again. And um, yeah, the new Spurs order, delivering that good content. Make sure you come and listen out for us every Saturday. We still stream every Thursday evening, or at least aim to. And we have Discord representation most weekends as well. So, yeah, listen out for us, man. Uh, as for now um, until next week this first order out take care
2: on debut Tongue
0: Ongonbele has scored the equaliser for Spurs Lucas Moura clips it a great goal Stephen
3: Bergwijn has arrived in North London that is absolutely
2: incredible on debut oh yeah!